Super dope. Happy Wednesday. So this one's going up late. That's a surprise at this point, right? I think mainly it's because I forgot how long it takes to edit two hours worth of audio for four people at a time. So that's just poor planning on my part. Um, but I woke up very early this morning to get this done and out relatively on time. And uh, I was greeted with the news on my Facebook feed from our good friend Danny Geekdom. Um, Shunsuke Kikuchi passed. If you don't know who Shunsuke Kikuchi is, he is the composer uh, for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and a million other animes that came before it, uh, going back to like the mid-1960s. I knew Kikuchi before I knew Dragon Ball, weirdly. Um, I didn't know that I knew Kikuchi, but I knew his tunes. Uh, my dad, being a child of the 70s, he um, grew up with the Force 5 animes and... Uh, that music was ever-present as I was a kid growing up. And once I became a musician, paying attention to music and knowing more about music, it made me appreciate the score of Dragon Ball a lot more, and it became such an integral, central part of what makes Dragon Ball important to me. Like, that's so much of the aesthetic is the music. It's just... He's 89 years old. He retired in 2017 due to uh, an illness that wasn't really um, specified. I I believe it was complications from pneumonia at the end of the day. Um, It's just so weird. He had a full life. It's it's just weird to know that the world is without him now. Um. I'm not going to do two. I'm not really. I, I actually had a whole thing. I, this is like the fourth time I've recorded this today. So um, fourth time's the charm. I'm not going to do a fifth one because it's taken entirely too long today. But I think we're going to do a special episode for Kikuchi. Maybe not so long in the future. Maybe next week, potentially. We'll, we're we're kind of working it out right now. Seeing who I can grab for this. But um, it's a bummer, dude. Not a great way to start today. Now that I have thoroughly deflated everything for everyone with this sad news, uh, plugs, plugs. Uh, for this Friday night, uh, April the 30th, I'm going to be a guest on Film Roast, uh, which is a Twitch channel uh, run by a group of comedians from Utah, I believe. Uh, they're going to be doing some riff, uh, riffing mystery science theater style on some Dragon Ball episodes on Friday night. And they reached out and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. And I said... Yeah, no shit. So I think that's going to start at about 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, be on the lookout for some links and all that in the socials, uh, Twitter at DBSuperDope1, Instagram at DBSuperDope. But we will be streaming live. I think we're going to do four episodes, maybe three, four episodes. If we hit a donation goal, we'll do another one. So check it out, twitch.tv slash filmroast. Um, I think they're going to be doing a Falcon Winter Soldier thing tonight, actually. So if you're trying to figure out what it's about, um, tonight would be a good time to go check them out. Lastly, before we get to this Chapter 71 for Patreon, um, weird question, and not everybody needs to answer it. Only people in the great country of Brazil. Brazil. I'm very curious about Brazil. Um, So last week I mentioned that we had like one of our not one of the biggest traffic day ever on 420. And it's been fairly consistent ever since, weirdly. 
I thought it was um, some kind of glitch in our stats. I thought it was something wrong with our feed. I thought we were getting pinged by like a bunch of Google bots or whatever. Not the case. Apparently, people in Brazil like us, which I don't really understand how or why. I was told that there is a large Japanese population in Brazil, which is super dope, but I still don't think that suddenly means all of the Japanese population in Brazil started talking to each other about Dragon Ball Super Dope last week. So if you happen to be one of those listeners in Brazil, I'd love to hear from you just to hear like how you maybe heard of the show, how you stumbled upon it accidentally, maybe like a website or something referred it to you or another podcast. It's just the the traffic is too much to think that it's like um, an accident. You know what I mean? So if you're from Brazil, holler at me, dbsuperdope at gmail.com or tweet or whatever the fuck. Um, this is going to be upcoming here, our chapter 71 Patreon discussion. Leonard, Reese, Marcus, some of my favorite people to talk with, talk about Dragon Ball with. It's a good conversation. It's a fucking long conversation though. And I edited a bunch of it. Um, if at some point it sounds like we're about to turn and talk about Captain America, excuse me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now Captain America and the Winter Soldier, if it seems like we're about to pivot and talk about that and then suddenly we don't, that's because I I cut like the last uh, 35 minutes off the pod and kind of wrapped it up a little bit more succinctly, kept it mostly about Dragon Ball. I think we make fun of Reese because he's a closet furry or something. Um if you're looking for the uncut version, including 45 minutes of me reading like weird fucking mail I've been getting in my mailbox, it's my life is so fucking weird lately. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. You go become a $5 member. You got a video of it. I'll show you the cre- cool, creepy Jesus suicide poem we reference. Lots of lots of fun stuff. Um, all right. Look, be on the lookout for a Kikuchi episode in the not so distant future. Hopefully next week. I got to talk with my people and see if we can get it together. Um, Rest in peace. I I was going to play some Kikuchi music, um, but there's pretty much no way I can say everything I just said in the last five minutes, then play a sad song into this most ridiculous discussion that we've had on Super Dope in a while. I'm going to save the Kikuchi music stuff and how I'm feeling on the inside um, for when I have that discussion, maybe with, uh, I'm hopeful we can get Napoleon on here, but more to come on that. Um, yeah. Super dope. Welcome in to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. This is a little bit of a different episode. We try to do these once a month. We have our monthly manga discussions for the Dragon Ball Super Manga. Uh, we try to extend the invitation to our patrons to uh, come hang out and give their opinions on things. Uh, It's a very fun chapter with a lot of different moving pieces going on, so I wanted to make sure that we were able to get a few different people to get in and express their opinions. You probably heard a lot of my thoughts on shit last week, or excuse me, last week? Yesterday? I guess by the time you're hearing this, it would be last week. So, last week. Uh, But this week, I am joined today by Leonard. How you doing, dude? Uh, Decent. Decent? in America, so. Yeah, you guys are having a tough time right now, huh? We've always been. I was going to say, tough, tough time now and for like the last 500 years, yeah? Hey, Captain Falcon's coming your way, though, baby. Oh, don't even get me started. 
I have a boner for that show. So do I, dude. We'll get there. Well, I'll definitely ask you guys about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier at the end. But uh, Leonard, welcome back, baby. We wish you the last couple months. Welcome back. Um, Marcus Woods, one of the um, longtime supporters of this show, member of the Patreon. And I think this is maybe your second or third appearance on the show. How you been, man? Third appearance, man. I'm great. Third appearance. I don't remember the second one. Maybe I don't remember the first one, but I remember it being excellent either way. Look, I'm just here to provide. Provide some valuable insight into not only the world of Dragon Ball, but like we just had a very long pre-show discussion about like vaccines and general quackery. And Marcus was our guide and our shepherd through the uh, the muddled waters, the muddled, the muddled bullshit. That is America right now. <laughs> A lot of the useless college education. Yeah. You and that goddamn college education getting all fucking smart on us. <laughs> uh, and then the third or fourth, I guess I'm the first, second, third. So, yeah, the fourth member uh, of our show this week is our mate from down under, Reese. Reese, how are you, man? Yo, good, brother. How are you? You know, hanging, banging, doing the thing. But uh, I've missed you for the last couple months, too, man. Where you been? I haven't been on the farm. Yeah, don't make fun of Farmer Kyle. All right? <laughs> I was the farmer with the shotgun and training. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have done an awful lot with of the manual. <laughs> with the suit. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to know about um, my life as a farmer and the creepy suicide Jesus letters I've been getting in my mailbox, patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope that's uh that's the pre-show this week and that's what these guys were subjected to but i'm firmly in training to become the farmer with a shotgun maybe without a shotgun though i, I don't think i'd be a very good gun owner um but i'm getting good at manual labor picking things up putting them other places getting dope at that um but we're not here to talk about farm life or my wannabe farmer with a shotgun scenario we're going to talk about chapter 71 of the Dragon Ball Super manga, The Heater's Plan. So I did a pretty, I don't know, I won't say thorough, but pretty good breakdown of it yesterday. I put out a few questions to you guys to, I don't know, questions that I genuinely had. So I wanted to get your opinions on anyway. But before I ask what those questions are, uh, ask you those questions, I wanted to see what your general impressions of the chapter uh, were. So. Uh, we will start. Uh, we'll start in reverse order of most appearances. So, Marcus, you're up first, man. What did you think of this chapter this month? I loved it. This is the character development that I love about this series. I don't think we got enough of this in the last arc and the la the Morrow uh, stuff. I think that that was all kind of pushed to the side so we could get some uh, abilities. Uh, they they did a little bit for Vegeta, but they didn't do enough for Goku throughout. Um, so this is what I like about Dragon Ball. These are the, these are the moments that I really like. Some new, some new dimensions to the characters. Yeah. Hopefully anyway, I mean, we're calling it, we're calling it development, but it's not necessarily development. Yeah. I mean, G to get an earring. It's an interesting development. Let's hope it, I like the fact that they're going through, you know, such great, uh, great pains to differentiate their two paths right now. Um, Reese, what, what were your impressions of the chapter, man? Yeah, I thought it was a cool little little filler episode or chapter. It was pretty cool to see him training, still keeping all that comedy in it as well. 
Um, it would be good to see some of the other characters doing some training and stuff as well, though. Really would be good to bring everyone back into the Dragon Ball world, not just Vegeta and Goku. But other than that, I thought it was a great little chapter. Pretty good point, man. I, we don't really have, we've got a pretty good idea on what's going on with like each major faction of this uh, story, but everyone else on Earth, we've got pretty much no idea. This chapter, we see Chi Chi and Bulma, and that's pretty much the first time we've checked it on Earth in a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but no, it'd be good to um, get some of the other characters back in, but I just, at this point, I don't think that they can. It's just too far gone, power level wise, but. Chapter itself was awesome. I liked it. It was a good filler chapter, and yeah. Yeah, hopefully they figure out a way to incorporate a larger Dragon Ball uh, cast with all the fighters. Uh, Leonard, what you got, man? What'd you think? Uh, this chapter, I think, was pretty good. We got to see uh, a glimpse of punk rock Vegeta, and uh, I think it was great. And we got to see hippie Goku. And believe it or not, I think this uh, this chapter, what it really did well with, and I agree with Marcus completely, is the character development and also with showing the differences of the training between Goku and Vegeta, which I did really love. And one of the things as me being a Vegeta fanboy and dying on that hill always, uh, since always whenever I first started watching Dragon Ball, um, definitely, definitely what I really loved to see was actually it making you want to be more of a Goku fan. And for me, I I mean, I like the idea of God destruction, but the fact that they're actually trying to make it so that Goku can really, without having the transformation of Ultra Instinct, but being in it always, and kind of like the way I thought about it, it was like a callback to the Cell Saga. And I was like, okay, we need the train of how like it is to be Super Saiyan always. So... Yeah, sort of a similar state. Like the only way in which we can get over the um, the detrimental pieces of this transformation is to inhabit it all the time. But mm-hmm. if he can do a similar thing, where his his heart and mind is calm simultaneously, to be able to utilize Ultra Instinct in his normal form, it'll be you know that which the angels do on a regular basis. Um, it, it's interesting to think about, like, because with Vegeta, I feel like there's a pretty firm possibility. That if he he could become a candidate of God of Destruction for God of Destruction, we've seen that we've seen a precedent for that already with Tapo in the Universe Eleven, right? Um, and him taking over for Belmod. Am I remembering my God of Destructions correctly? I right. think I am. So we know that that's sort of how that process goes. But in terms of the angel attendance, like you're born an angel to the Grand Priest or whatever, apparently, and and you're an angel for that, you know, whatever respective universe he assigned you to. So with him training Goku, my question kind of becomes like, why? <laughs> like, what well, is- I, have, I have a theory. And I, it's a complete and total off-the-wall theory. Could he be potentially training Goku to become a Kai? To, like, replace Kaioshin? Right. So, but all, no, Kaiser, Kaiser were race, man. They're born from like a fucking plant off a tree and some mystical shit 10,000 years ago. Are they, though? I mean, it, King Kai, I don't think King Kai is the same part of that race. And we know that King Kai is in that lineage somewhere. Mm, that's a good question about the King Kai aspect part of it. I'm talking about like Kaioshin, the Dai Kaioshin. No, that's not Dai Kaioshin. Um, 
the great ancestor who's the one who unlocks Gohan's potentials with the hands out and stuff with the Z sword and all that. Um, he pops out of the Z sword. That's specifically that race is I, I forget exactly how it works, but they're basically they they grow out of a fruit from a fucking ancient magic tree on some planet is is how they're born. <laughs> so I don't think Goku would be able to take over somebody like that. But th- I mean, it's not a good point of reference because the Kai's in the vein of King Kai, who each have like their own respective uh, regions of the universe. Right. They all have a very similar aesthetic with like the antennas uh, things and the eyes. So they all yeah. must be of the same race too. I I don't understand what he gains by teaching Goku to utilize a power that the only only the angels have managed to fully master. You know, makes no sense to me. Unless it's to be like, you think, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reese. You think that he could um be training Goku and Vegeta to basically do their jobs, so then they don't have to worry about coming to Earth all the time to save it because it's always in fucking peril. And they just I mean, can't be fucked doing anything. And Beerus is like, you know what? I just want to sleep. Why don't I just have like two little attendants that can just go around and do my job while I just sleep and never have to leave my planet? Hey, that's not a bad theory, given that there is a precedent for him leaving the responsibilities of a god of destruction uh, in the hands of somebody else. And Frieza, while he was taking a nap, he's the one who's like, yo, go destroy planet Vegeta while I'm taking this nap for the next 25 years. That's not a bad little theory right there, man. I like it. I like. He's just lazy. Yeah, that's it. just like I, I want to take a twenty year nap since I've since you since I woke up from the the dream about the Super Saiyan God, I've been mostly awake for like the last eighteen months, and I'm getting pissed off, and I'm overdue for a super long nap of you know three generations or something like that. Oh man, imagine I've heard a few people. I've heard a few people try to be like man they're gonna make dragon ball gt they're gonna they're gonna make it somehow work into the the canon storyline and everything that they're doing in dragon ball super right now is setting them up so that way they can then readapt the dragon ball gt storyline and make it like an official thing and one of the things that people would kick back against is like oh yeah what they just don't fucking ever see Whis and beerus and you know all of the story of dragon ball gt come on that doesn't really work out but with what reese just proposed they could just be on a long 30-year nap, you know? Could that would, that my, would make sense. My original theory would was going to be that, um, what's his name? Elect was going to use 7-3 to, uh, well, what's his name? Elect was going to use Zuno to look into 7-3, find out that he has the powers of Piccolo still in him, and then find out that he can make Dragon Balls um, through those powers because obviously – Piccolo has Kami inside of him, so he knows how to make Dragon Balls. So imagine if he got that information and just made his own Dragon Balls. There's a Black Star Dragon Balls. You can then bring in Omega Shenron. Really do pretty much anything that you want to do. Um, I'm trying to remember the origin of the Black Star Dragon Balls. They're like because the Earth they're like a secret set underneath like the basement of fucking Kami's lookout and shit. <laughs> yeah, Kami had made the drag the Black Star Dragon Balls at some point, and he's like, "Oops, better put these in the basement." 
No, no, they were the normal Dragon Balls that just had so much negative energy because of all the shit that they've absorbed over the years. You're thinking and of how the dra- you're thinking of how the the Shadow Dragon Saga starts. The Black Star Dragon Balls at the beginning of Dragon Ball GT. The things that are accidentally wished upon by Pilaf to make them and the guys. Originally, he wants to restore the youth, and then he's like, "Oh, I just wish you were a little kid so I could kick your ass again." And that's what prompts Goku to turn back oh. into a little kid. Those balls existed within Kami's lookout in like the fucking basement. They were like a forgotten fucking set yeah, of Yeah, it was like a, a red Shenron came out of those balls or something. It was a very yeah. different Shenron. And then the thing that you're thinking about is they wrap up, what is it, the Super 17 saga? They make that wish and the Dragon Balls crack at the end of it and all the negative energy comes out and it takes on the yeah, form of that, that bluish dragon with the big cigar or something. Or is that one of the Shadow Dragons too? I forget. I think it's one of the Shadow Dragons. <laughs> Or yeah. I think that is actually the one that comes out of the Black Star. Uh, I'm, me- I'm messing up my GT Dragons. I, I should do a GT deep dive in the not-so-distant future. Trying to like figure out new episode ideas. I think i got Mark Cooper coming back on the show to talk one of his projects in the not-so-distant future. i got Ant kicking around in the background to talk about comic book shit, but he had to bail on Winter Soldier the other day. We're going to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier soon. Let's get through these goddamn questions. I'm, um, I'm still wondering how how fucking Broly's going to get brought into the story. Like, what was the point of bringing him back in and giving him his whole own movie? I'm not, even, not, utilize I'm not even curious about how they bring him back in. I just want a motherfucker to reference him. I just want Goku to be like, man, if only Broly was here right now, he'd really help us out. Just so that way I know that like Goku, <laughs> that, that manga Goku and movie Goku are the same Goku. I know exactly what would happen. Just Akira Toriyama, if you ever take my ideas or ever listen to this podcast, we appreciate you. you and know. we have an idea. Hear me out. <laughs> have Goku and Vegeta fighting Granola or somebody, whoever they're going to fight. Plotters are probably going to fight the heaters. Ooh. And then all of a sudden just be like this. Oh, if only we could get bored. I'm going to be right back. Hey, Broly, come with me. <laughs> right? Like he could, Ross. <laughs> he could realistically do that. It's just fucking instant Eric transmission. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, let's get into these questions that I asked the, uh, asked the people on the last episode we put up. I don't know if this first one is me being a conspiracy theorist or if it's just um, some bad math in terms of, you know, the people who are writing Dragon Ball, but We've had a number of time skips in the last couple of arcs. I believe the last time that we see the Earth Dragon Balls used is, speaking of, at the end of the Broly movie. We know that that is part of the canon timeline, but we kind of assume that given all the time skips they've given us in the manga in the meantime, more than a year has passed since Broly. Um, When Maki and Oil reach Earth and get the Dragon Radar... They find that there's no signal for the Dragon Balls on them because they're turned to stone at this point, implying that somebody has used them within the last year. Is it Toriyama and Toriyataro not remembering that more than a year has passed since Broly at this point? Or, conspiracy theory Kyle and Twitter, anime Twitter, say, did somebody use the Dragon Balls off screen? Leonard, I'm going to kick it to you first. What do you think? Uh, hmm. that is actually a good question that I've been kind of like thinking about in my head this whole time. But, um, I feel like maybe there is 
I don't know. I would like to say that there probably is someone who maybe made the wish and maybe they'll bring up another arc or something because that would be a good lead in. That would be a very good lead in, something that people can easily forget about. What sort of gives forget about what sort of gives me pause is like it would be very easy for them to like hold on to that as like a you know break glass in case of emergency thing. Like, oh, let's go gather up the dragon balls. Oh, we can't do it. Cause they're still oh, we forgot we, you know, we can't gather the dragon balls. Like that would be like a great way to like make our heroes uh have an easy out and then take that out away from them. But like they're just kind of mentioning it to us like super upfront and there's really no consequences involved in it, you know? We know that there are other sets of dragon balls out there that they quickly mention afterwards. So maybe that's their intention is to go gather those other dragon balls. Maybe the Earth Dragon Balls don't factor in at all, but um I don't know. I, before I give you what I think might have happened, uh, Reese, what do you think, man? I'm pretty sure Moro used them, the Dragon Balls. I think Moro used the Namekian Dragon Balls, right? Well, okay. Well, maybe Bulma just wished for fucking another five years off again. Yeah, she's just doing her gradual de-aging <laughs> process. Yeah. That's the only excuse you can really think of. Like, why are the, where are the Dragon Balls? Uh, Bulma making herself young again. Her husband that's never home. <laughs> that's why. That's why she's doing it, man. She's got. She knows she's got to get back out there on the market and try to sell herself out to a younger, uh, younger generation because her husband's not giving her what she needs at home. She's um, always got Yamcha. No, she doesn't. Nobody wants Yamcha. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to send Bulma out to the trash barrel and to go dumpster diving for a Yamcha just because Yam just because Vegeta's off on fucking Beerus's planet training and stuff. Not cool. Nobody deserves Look, that. man, all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. Yamcha is the most powerful of the Z fighters because he can tap into Ultra Instinct but just hasn't learned it yet. That's all I'm going to say. His heart, his heart and mind are always calm because he's always knocked the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. Boom. I just debunked the whole theory. I just, You guys helped the conspiracy. Thank you for that. Everyone on the Facebook, can we all say that Yamcha has Ultra Instinct any time that Kyle posts? Please and thank you. Oh, God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Marcus, what do you think, man? Am I a conspiracy theorist where the Dragon Balls used off screen, or where is, is, is this just bad math? Yeah, I think you're just doing some bad math on Toriotaro's part here. Uh, I, I don't really think they have any intentions of de developing anything. The only thing that I could even think of and come up with off the top of my head was the same scenario that Reese brought up. You know, the only thing that we know that has happened with those Dragon Balls off screen is Bulma tried to collect them at some point so she could gain a couple of years. Freezes tried to collect them so he could gain a couple of centimeters or whatever, you know. Perfect segue, because since I started thinking about it, I don't think I did this in my little rant yesterday afternoon, but the one person that we've been missing or that we haven't seen on the page yet to this point in this entire equation, but has been forever present through the mention of uh, the mentioning through other characters is Frieza. So much of this arc has been built around Frieza to this point, but we have not seen Frieza at all. Yeah, I mean, we we have no idea where Frieza is, what Frieza's doing, what Frieza's army's been doing since he's been back. Even when he came back through the uh, the Broly movies, it was just him and a couple of other individuals. It, 
it wasn't his entire army. So, and we know that he had rebuilt his army um, at the end of Super, I believe, at the end of the the anime, because um, we saw him back with a, a large fleet of ships, and that he was back in power. So, it, it could be that Frieza's gathered them up secretly, a little bit of espionage here and there. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I think that that it's probably just a miscalculation. I have a, a real strong issue sometimes with the writers of Dragon Ball, Toriyama especially, for his almost lack of enthusiasm for his own product. <laughs> and and yeah. I, it just, you know, this is a, a global phenomenon that is a, a huge moneymaker, and he just kind of brushes it off because... I almost feel like he hates his own his own creation. You know, sometimes music artists they they don't like playing their most popular songs. I I think that's the kind of uh, mentality that, that he approaches Dragon Ball to a lot of times. And he just wants somebody else to deal with it. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore. So I think more than likely it's probably just miscalculation. I think that's honestly a really good depiction of it because I the, also the way I think about it too and. It's kind of off what you thought, what you said as well. It's just that it's like, take think about like the critics and things like that. Like, especially when you get thrown and the backlash is always like, oh, what about this? What about this? Why didn't he do this? How could he have done this better? I mean, to even say like, uh, to give an example of like uh, something that maybe some a lot of people i maybe even a lot of the dragon ball fans have a problem with is the boo arc the majin boo saga like the whole thing that goes with it um there was even a youtuber totally not mark is his name he decided he's like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna use pretty much most of the same elements like the five like maybe four or five of the key elements of the boo arc but what i'm gonna do is write it in a different uh different sequence or a different way where it's like write a story and things like that and um one of those things was that for that it just brings out like these negative thoughts where it's just like okay would i even really want to write something that makes sense anymore anything that like i'm gonna get criticized about everything yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do think that that in general they have a, a team of individuals that really like this product and they wouldn't have, have brought it back had they not thought that this could make, be a cash cow for them. You know, it, it was obviously globally unbelievably popular and, and they wanted to capitalize on that as much as possible. But at the same time, they don't have people that are looking into continuity the same way that Marvel has people looking into continuity, the little bits and pieces that the Marvel universe has, the the people that pay attention to all these little drops and Easter eggs. And I don't think we get that same level of commitment in Dragon Ball. We get, we get little bits and pieces that us as fans look at and really dig into. And, and we want to make sure that all of those things go again, Dragon Balls being mentioned as turning into stone. I want that to be something. I want that to mean later on down the road that there's going to be a plot thread there for that. But unfortunately, I think they throw those out just as one-offs just because that's a way for them to move the story forward. I feel like you guys have listened to a decent amount of Dragon Ball Super Dope and I've poisoned your brains. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just that. I've, I've had the same 
complaints about Dragon Ball for a very long time. And the little intricacies that I like and the details that I like aren't necessarily prioritized in the same way. And, and that might just be cultural. To be fair, this is an American podcast. We're and and an Australian, you know, but a primarily English-speaking uh podcast at this point. And maybe it's just a cultural difference where they don't pay attention to those small details like we do. I don't know. That's part of it. I mean, think about the audience of who this show is actually intended for. I say it all the time. Fucking 10-year-old boys in Japan. Are any of us 10-year-old boys in Japan? No, the fuck we aren't. Nope. Um, Maybe you need to have a, a Japanese dub speaker on this as well, Carl. Japan- oh, you mean like a, get a Japanese voice actor to be on the show? Yeah. No, no. Just Japanese dub person to do these pods so then Japanese people can listen to it and hopefully Toriyama gets it. <laughs> yeah, have somebody dub my <laughs> podcast into Japanese. Yeah. yeah. All right. I guess we got to put out. I mean, we got to put out like a fucking Fiverr gig for like a Japanese <laughs> Kyle, and I'll give up like a five minute audio clip and be like, all right, say this shit back to me in Japanese now. Go. And then I'll listen to it and be like, I've got no idea what they're saying, but I guess it's me in Japanese. Subs. Yeah. <laughs> then I, and then I'll have somebody else fucking subtitle it so that way I know if it's accurate or not. Love how this is working out. Um, all right, so it sounds like all of you are on the bad writing, bad math train. I'm telling you, not telling you, I'm hoping, like you said, Marcus, I, I'm hoping that it's a plot thread that in all likelihood is not there, but I do think it's kind of interesting. They're bringing up, they're bringing it up when they're bringing it up. There's no immediate consequence. And the person that we last saw try to use the Dragon Balls for stupid reasons, Frieza, also Bulma, but at the same time, one for five years younger, one for five more inches on height. Um, I, I I could see a situation in which we haven't seen Frieza on screen to this point because he's been on purpose, like laying low, gathering the Dragon Balls, using it for whatever wish he can. And then that wish that he uses is somehow going to conflict with whatever we think Granola is going to bring to him in terms of the heat. So I don't know. If those Dragon Balls had been used on Earth, we would have probably known about it at some point. Probably. And and, and the reason I say that, too, is once those Dragon Balls are, once um, uh, Shinron is summoned, the the sky darkens all over the planet. You know, it's it's noticeable. Is it all over the planet, though? I'm pretty sure that there are are instances where the, the dragon has been summoned and the person... Who they're trying to summon it, summon it um, before they notice is like so far away they don't notice that things have happened. I can't say that definitively, but um, Dende would know. I guess Dende would know. Dende's probably the only I, Goku, Goku, Vegeta. Assume they're off planet. They're not going to have the ability to know because they're not there. Chichi and Bulma, unless Chichi Piccolo, yeah, Piccolo and and Dende are the only other people. Maybe Bulma, if she happens to need the Dragon Balls that day and she has her Dragon Ball radar on. But Dende and Piccolo, think about this, too. There used to be a time in this world where um, Goku and his buddies didn't exist and the Dragon Balls weren't their personal fucking, you know, object for uh, fulfilling their needs. And, like, at once every 100 years, some dickhead would come along and, like, wish for mortal uh, immortality or, like, you know, superb strength or whatever. Um, That used to be a thing. That was Pilaf's whole thing, right? And and we still haven't seen Pilaf much either. You know, we don't know. Pilaf may have gotten those Dragon Balls and, and made a wish. 
I doubt it. Mark. Like if he broke into Bomber's Bomber's house. Yeah, like if he broke into Bomber's bingo prize room again. That's why Freezer doesn't have him, because Bomber's got him in a fucking basement. Hey, maybe that's why they're not on the Dragon Ball radar. Maybe Bulma's got them locked up somewhere in a fucking place that they can't get scanned. That could Although, be Although, to be fair, in this chapter, they do break in to steal the Dragon Radar, so. Well, yeah, 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 but I'm saying, like, maybe she's got... I can't remember specifically what it is, but I'm thinking back to the beginning of Dragon Ball Super when they have the, the prize during the birthday thing. Yeah. And, you know, the bingo big prize is the Dragon... A wish on the Dragon yeah. Balls. I can't remember if she had them concealed in something that would have blocked their energy signature from being read on a dragon radar. I can't believe that sentence just came out of my mouth. That's one of the nerdiest things I've said in a long time. <laughs> like, oh my God, I forget how much I love Dragon Ball sometimes. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's question one. Okay. Anyone else got more thoughts on this Dragon Ball conspiracy theory? Is it just me? No, just bombers use them. Word. Yeah, Bulma's probably just trying to get hotter or Freeze's trying to get taller. She just needs to keep it tight, man. You know what, though? She's got money. I think she could figure it out without the Dragon Balls. Question two. How will gas figure into this equation? Gas is the henchman of Elec and the Heater Gang who did not get to fight Granola last chapter, but GD, did he want to? And apparently he may have the ability to surpass frieza at some point maybe if he trains hard enough maybe i guess um well we'll, we will reverse the order here uh marcus we'll start with you man what do you think uh how do you think gas will figure into this equation at the end of this overall i think gas is going to end up kind of being a sub boss Uh, the way that he's going to be end up playing out is going to be a way for um granola to show off some of his increased power um, I think they kind of dropped that little hint. You could be stronger than Frieza if you wanted. And he wanted to go after uh, Granola there at one point as well. But um, I, I think he's going to end up being kind of our introduction to Granola's strength. I don't think he's going to really factor in as far as being like uh, a substantial player in this scenario. I think that that is going to be left over to Alec. And, and I don't think Alec is going to become a physical threat. I think Alec is a uh, more of a strategic threat than anything. Um, and he is going to continue to manipulate the players that are involved and move these chess pieces around that make sure that it benefits him. Um, and I think gas just ends up becoming a foil. I, I really don't, as I play this out, uh, play this out in my mind a little bit, and I try to to piece all of these things together and put all three of these sides together and four sides almost, um, gas just doesn't really fit. And the only way that he does fit is if he is just a, a pawn. I dig that. I could very easily see that happening. Like he's maybe he intercepts Granola on Granola's way to go fight, you know, the Saiyans or Frieza or whatever, or somewhere in between those two things. He steps to Granola thinking that he could, you know, potentially do better than what he saw Oil and Maki do in the last round. And Gets his ass, you know, annihilated immediately because Granola's in full-on revenge mode on his way to Frieza and the Saiyans. So, could be something like that. You just hit something, though. I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, I don't think he'll be, like, an endgame player in this arc. I could see him getting eliminated fairly easily, but I see him as, like, a sub kind of boss to Alec. But Alec has been very forthright in being like, yeah, you know, you're, like, the strongest amongst us. So, 
how would he be a threat in the end game here? And I keep forgetting that we still have OG73 sitting around. And seeing as he's such a master manipulator, I'm sure he's up to something behind the scenes. Because they, they've only used OG73 for the sake of intelligence to this point, which totally fits in with Alex MO. Like he's very much about like tactical, uh, strategic kind of plots or whatever, versus like the sheer number of the Frieza army and all that. Um, but OG73 could be cloned or just the one, I guess, could be used to go out there and fuck some things up. Like that's still a threat out there looming. Reese, how you doing, baby? What do you think of uh, what do you think of gas? Do you think gas is going to figure into this end equation at all? No, I don't think he's a big player in the game. I think he's just um, Alex's little bodyguard. He's a little, yeah. I don't think he's. I think he'll probably show us a bit of Granola's abilities. Maybe might even betray Alex and go fucking work with Freezer. Who knows? But. I would. I, I think he's just someone to watch for now. I think that's that's pretty much all I can say about him. I, I like now that Marcus said it. I can only see an. I can only see a situation in which he just gets fucking murked by granola on his way to the real fight. <laughs> Leonard, what do you think, man? What do you think of gas? Um, I see gas differently. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the character design, but. I kind of see him as like, and this is really weird of me to think of this, but I, I kind of think of him like an enslaved Piccolo, like an enslaved early Piccolo, um, being that like he maybe is an enslavement of the mind, but it's like, yeah, Alex saved you. Maybe he corrupted him somehow. And it's like, oh, you owe me a favor or like not owe you a favor, but more like he did something to make a situation happen and saw his power and was like, I'm going to use this guy to be a part of my gang. And so like they do kind of, I, I don't know explicitly, right? Cause they, none of them really look alike, but they do call it the heater gang. And they do say, they do use the word family, right? They, mm -hmm. they do. I'm looking at it right here. They do look very similar. You think so? Uh, one's very they, tall, they, one's very yeah, short with some... four of them have some very similar features. They've all got... Uh, looks like they're wearing dreads. Um, they all kind of have the similar facial structures, except for... Gas is just a little more of a... Almost like a, a kid boo design than, uh, than the others. But the, even um, um, the other two that, that went to see Zuno, they look very similar. Hmm. I don't know. I thought like the, I guess maybe it's because of the size of each character. Like they're all pretty different. They're either tall or they're short. They're either they're fat or they're skinny. You yeah. But they all, mean? to me, they look like they're the, of the same race. They all have pointed ears. They, they all kind of have similar features in that way. So we're, I guess we're going on the assumption that they're family then, right? These yeah. four. The Mexicans with dreads. That's, that's racist, Reese. <laughs> that's no, a racist. <laughs> I, I don't think it's actually racist, but the joke the is rest still... The Rastafarian and Namekians. Yeah. It's just cool, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, now that Marcus... Now that Marcus suggested it, I can just only see him getting fucking murked, but now that we know that they're... A, I don't know, maybe they do like a four-way family fusion. Sounded worse than I meant uh, it, but... I feel like, though, because uh, I feel like, in a sense, though, that Yes, maybe he's doing whatever 
Alex bidding is, but I feel like there's going to be either some type of turnaround where it's like, maybe it's one of the situations where it's like, Goku's going to make another friend or try to make another friend. And I feel like we're going to see maybe either, it's either going to be two outcomes. It's going to be actually three. It's going to be sort of like, he's going to try to make him his friend and be like, you know, why are you fighting for this guy? Like, have some, have like, have some sense. And it doesn't, and it works out that way and something happens. It's going to be Goku, the bad attempt, which is like Goku tries and it fails. Or it's going to be that gray area where it's like, maybe he's just like, I'm out. See you later. So I think you kind of bring up an interesting point and like Goku, at least the idea of Goku maybe being like, what are you doing working with this person versus that person or whatever? Um, it's kind of, it kind of pivots into the next question perfectly because there's, there's, I guess, four sides to this equation. Now there would be Goku and Vegeta in one corner, the other corner, you've got Frieza, the other corner, you've got the heaters, Alec, and then in the fourth corner, you've got Granola. We know that Alec is trying to use these other three to eliminate each other, but at a certain point there's probably going to be the realization that I, I think that uh, Alec doesn't realize how powerful Granola, the Saiyans, or Frieza even are, right? And he's going to be like, oh shit, we've bitten off entirely more than we can chew. Hey, Frieza, yeah, we've worked together for years or whatever, right? We should probably team up to stop this big immortal threat of Granola or whatever. I could see a situation coming like that, uh, to coming together like that. I could also see a situation where Granola, because he hasn't explicitly gone the route of a villain, I think they're kind of pumping him up to maybe become one, but still seems like a reasonably grounded guy in terms of morals. They could be setting him up for the, um, I don't want to say redemption story because he hasn't done anything explicitly evil yet, but they could set it, be setting him up to make amends with these two Saiyans where he feels like he gets some kind of closure on the erasure of his people or whatever. Um, and then they combine forces to defeat Alec, the ultimate manipulator, and Frieza, the universe's fucking eternal goddamn herpes in terms of, you know, universal real estate issues. Um, well, we also know that, that Granola only has a few days at this point. It's years. Oh, was it years? I think they say we've compressed your 150 years remaining of your lifespan. So they say he's approximately 50 years old, approximately 200 years for the, his people of his race. So they took his remaining 150-year lifespan and compressed it down to three years. So at least a, a couple months maybe have passed since the beginning of this arc, given all the time travel and uh, time travel, all the space travel, like back and forth to Zuno, to Earth, all that. I would say we're maybe at most six months into his first year. Got it. So, what's that reason? I said, and Goten and Truck still haven't aged. And they never fucking will because they're little Hercules who have stunted their own growth of their skeletons because they're so GD jacked. What's up, Marcus? Uh, so, I'm just thinking that, that Granola still is, is very limited in the amount of time that he has as a player in this story, regardless. I, so there's got to be some way that he's going to his story arc. I don't think becomes one where he becomes friends with the Saiyans and you know he becomes a Broly situation where he's off screen a lot. 
his his arc is going to finish in this story arc. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, just because it, his arc finishes in the story arc doesn't mean that he didn't combine forces with Goku and Vegeta in the meantime, and he ends up sure. you know sacrificing himself or whatever. More broadly, the general question would be here. What do you guys think this is going to end up being in terms of the teams at the end of this? Do you think Goku and Vegeta are going to somehow end up working with Granola? Or do you think they're going to fall into their now what would be considered old habit of working with Frieza? They've worked with him to win the Tournament of Power. They worked with him kind of to, you know, at least handle the Broly situation. Are they going to team up with Frieza again for this one? Or are they going to work with Granola? Um, Who wants to start? Yeah, I'll go. I I do think that that the the Saiyans end up working with Frieza again. Um, I do think that that Alec is probably going to manipulate Granola enough, knowing that the Saiyans are the ones that destroyed his home planet. Um, that that he's going to probably manipulate him enough into getting into probably a final battle of some sort with Frieza, Goku, and Vegeta, and those three uh, have to come together at some point to to put the threat down. So do you think Alec could be a long-term player in the Dragon Ball universe and he lives to see another day after this arc wraps up? It's potential. Uh, I don't think that he is going to be a, a, a big threat going forward. I think he could end up seeing like a peel-off kind of a deal where he was a threat at one point, he's manipulative, he's conniving, and he ends up uh, you know trying to rebuild himself at some point. Um, but I think it's more of a one-off. Okay. Uh Leonard, what do you think, man? Um uh, I think that an interesting twist, maybe that I don't know, they because we, we haven't really seen much of what seven three's like state is, except the fact that like what he's like a floating head or something. Uh, I don't, uh, he's like slowly rebuilding himself within like some kind of tank or whatever. So I imagine he's already fully formed again, just kind of sitting on the bench waiting for his time. Right. Um, maybe because we don't necessarily know what Alec has when it comes to like technology. I would like to say maybe because I, I, I try my best to try to think out of left field so much sometimes um that of course i get crippling depression from it (laughs) same Um, baby but i would like to say that maybe alec has something where maybe he took a little bit of seven three or transformed seven three so much or taken up to the point where it's like seven three is deactivated can't even work anymore but like took before he died like a little bit of his cell and puts it into granola or something where he uses it to his advantage and turns granola into like an actual evil character from what he used to be or maybe something different from that oh shit leonard you got my brain working what if he fucking brings seven three out in the third act and he manages to get seven three to absorb granola's universe strongest fucking power or whatever granola eats it and granola's power lives on through seven three and seven three becomes the ultimate threat at the end of this arc Maybe. Did we just combine forces for the greatest end of this goddamn stupid GD comic book arc ever? I think we might have. Or we still don't know who oatmeal is. (laughs) 
Yeah, we've kind of just chalked <laughs> it up the last couple of months as like his Jarvis or whatever, but we're pretty sure that Oatmeal is another actual person. Yeah, it's, somewhere a, else. it's a person. I think this are kind of confirmed that it, it is going to be an actual person. Now we need raisins. Oh, wait. <laughs> Reese, what do you think in terms of the uh, the final matchups for this arc, man? Okay, there's two ways this can go. We can either get Goku, Vegeta, and Granola teaming up against Frieza, and then Gas comes in. Granola, Granola and Gas are fighting, but Frieza's also not stupid now because he knows that these two Saiyans know about fusion. So Frieza now knows about fusion. So Frieza's got to have someone to fuse with. That's one scenario because he won't fight them two on one again because he knows they can fuse. Scenario number two would be if Goku and Vegeta go to with Granola to go face um, Freezer and Granola wants to kill him, Goku being Goku, he's like, no, no, peace, love, unity, blah, 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 gets in between them sort of thing. And then Vegeta cracks the ship and goes, no, this is the guy that fucking killed our people. And, and it ends up being Vegeta and Goku going at it and Granola and Freezer going at it. Because Vegeta's still got that hate inside his heart about what happened to the Saiyans. Even though earlier on in this arc, Beerus said, you know, you need to let it go, you need to let it go. It's still there. We all know it is. You need to let it go because so I did it, motherfucker. It, well, it kind of like leads into this because they've brought it up about the Saiyans past so much through this arc. Vegeta's still got the chip on his shoulder. He's now got this new power. Goku doesn't want to see anyone die, even though, yes, you know, Freezer's a cunt. He still doesn't kill him. He still lets him live. He ha always has. So I think that it could go with Vegeta just going, you know, fuck this. This is the guy that killed our people. Get the fuck out of the way, Kakarot. And then it's them two putting their new powers against each other. Granola just wants to kill Freezer anyway. So, I mean, that, that's why it could go as well. That whole fusion of gas and Freezer, that's... Uh... That was an interesting little point that kind of would make sense as to why they, they, they hint like you could surpass Frieza. Well, if you can't surpass Frieza, maybe he could equal up with Frieza's power and that would make him a primetime candidate for a fusion with Frieza. And we all know that Frieza is now well aware of the power of fusion and that if Goku and Vegeta need it, they can whip it out, which they probably won't because they never seem to do it when you think they should. But interesting point. I'd, I'd be very surprised if it happened, but it would be Fucking cool if it did, man. Yeah, I'd like to see scenario number two play out because let's face it, everyone still wants to see Goku and Vegeta fight each other. Well, and and we could end up in that situation if Alec is as manipulative as we think he might be. Um, you know, the whole point to his character is that he can can move the pieces around the chessboard in the way that he wants them to. That's been his entire character to this point. And if he can yeah. pull the right strings and put Vegeta and Goku, we've seen that they've been training in two separate ways. Maybe they decide to test out their own strengths. That would be pretty cool. I don't see a situation in which it happens, honestly. They're bros now. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, lots to uh, consider in the end of this uh, there's just too many different variations or too many different ways this could go with so many different players and parties involved who are all working for their own varied interests like i wonder if we could get cooler i wonder if that's where freezer is that's why we haven't seen him. he's out looking for his brother cooler the fusion yeah. thing 
They fucking hate each other, though, so I don't think so. Frieza and Kula fucking hate each other. They No, they're very actually open about it. (laughs) They both hate each other a bunch. Wait, was that in uh, Cooler canon or not? I guess Kula's technically not canon. So I I guess I'm wrong when I say that Frieza says that he hates Kula because we never actually hear Frieza reference Kula. But when Kula shows up, he references how much of a piece of shit his stupid little brother Frieza is. Like, it's his favorite thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) So much to the point where he's like, that stupid motherfucker had five motherfuckers in that stupid Ginyu squad. Well, my armored squad, I only got three people and they got way better haircuts. One doesn't get haircuts at all. One gets a haircut every other day. And one's just like a lizard man who doesn't need a haircut. (laughs) Uh, all right, so that's question three. Question four. All right, this is really more of an extra credit credit question. Extra credit question. I don't know why that's tough for me to say. Anyway, extra credit question. I sort of alluded to it earlier on in the in the conversation, but um, Weiss is like very inconsistent about when he will and won't help out, and what prompted this question is like. He's made aware of the fact that there's this new ultimate power in the universe or whatever, and that it may be headed this way. And by headed this way, he means eventually it's going to meet up with Goku and Vegeta. And they ask him, like, oh, is it a bad guy? Is it a villain? He's like, meh, I don't know. This person only appeared very recently, so I can't tell yet. But even if I could tell... It wouldn't be right if I told you. That's interfering in the affairs of mortals or whatever the fuck he says. Now, here's my question. You can't give me a hint on if this guy's a villain or not, but you did just tell me that this guy exists and I'm going to run into him and I need to get ready to fight him. Oh, and by the way, you've been training me for the last couple of years to achieve this fucking state and this transformation that only the angels, you, Weiss, and your fucking ten brothers and sisters and your goddamn dad can achieve. But you can't interfere now and let me know if this guy's a good guy or a bad guy. And that even if you knew, you wouldn't tell me because you can't interfere. Like, where, what, what classifies as interference to Weiss, okay? Is Weiss not interfering in what's happening right now? Big brain answers only. That's the caveat. I don't care who starts, but I'm mad at Weiss. Somebody take it away, please. I think Weiss just does just enough to stay impartial. He doesn't say just enough. You think you think that what he's doing keeps him impartial? You think like the one thing that he withholds from him versus the years now worth of training keeps him impartial? Well, he doesn't say that he is a villain or not because he doesn't technically know. Because he hasn't done anything villainous to show that he is a villain. Yeah, but then when he says if he did know, he wouldn't tell us. I say us, like I'm Goku or Vegeta. I'm obviously not Goku or Vegeta, but he does follow that up with, like, I, yeah, I don't know. But if even if I did, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. That's can't give you that kind of edge. Probably because Goku would get too fucking happy and be like, oh, I'm going to go fight him straight away. True. True. And he said they could be making an ally, which again goes back to the the uh and Beerus trying to take that step back and go to sleep without fucking interference and then they've got another strong guy there's three strong people that can look after the universe for him except i'm sure weiss knows that he did some kind of weiss does know that he did that because there's a a moment of was it it's not this chapter certainly i think it was last chapter maybe the chapter before Whenever you have that shot of 
granola, like looking in his fucking bathroom mirror, cutting his long hair off. Weiss is looking at him through the staff. He's like, oh, that's what he did. That's what happened. I think Weiss is pretty well aware that this dude is on a, I don't want to say borrowed time. He's still on his own time, but he's condensed, you know, 50 years worth of his time into one year, and he's got three of those years left. I don't know. I think Weiss just does enough just to not get in trouble by daddy. And if you, and if he does, then he's just like, come on, dad, my favorite son. You know, you want to race me. He's like, I got son Goku in my universe. He's your favorite, right? You know, I got great. I got Zenny's little friend. You can't yeah, erase right. me. I'm, I'm important pop. Um, all right. So just enough to stay impartial. I think that he's just being a fucking asshole person. But, uh, Marcus, what do you think, man? I, I, I don't think, I think he's riding a fine line without interfering. I think the, the interference that we saw from Miris and what got Miris erased, um, as an angel, at least was he got involved physically. Like he, that's when he got erased, when he was physically actually fighting Moro, right? Right. Uh, I don't think, you know, Weiss is staying out of it completely physically. Um, you know, he's not fighting the battles for the mortals. Um, and he is, he really is giving just very vague descriptions to people. And, and really, if, if you think about his role, his role is to be kind of an all seeing, all knowing being of his universe. You know, he is that, that attendant to the destroyer of the universe. He kind of knows everything that's going on at all times. Um, and I, he's formed a relationship with earth and with the beings of earth through food. Uh, it, he's got his own self-interests in mind here as well. You know, I don't want everything wiped out because I want to be able to eat. Um, Good point. Good so point. he drops little, little hints here and there. He tries not to overstep his boundaries by, by giving everything, but he's willing to give some to protect his own self-interest. Um, but he will not get involved physically because he knows if I get involved physically, that's where I'm overstepping. The lawyer. Sounds like a fucking lawyer. There's a gray area to the law. Yeah, Leonard, tell me about your experience with lawyers. Hardly <laughs> <laughs> had any. Thank goodness. Well, I was going to say, um, pretend Weiss is your lawyer now, and how do you think he's doing as a lawyer? you think he's staying impartial or not? Uh, Wait, did lawyers say impartial? That's judges. Judges are impartial, right? <laughs> Supposedly. Um, <laughs> I would say this. Well, to compare that to the actual question, but instead deny it and just go to the question. <laughs> um, Sidestep. I feel like we... I, I agree I agree with... I, I was about to say Marcus as Miris. <laughs> <laughs> that's your new name marcus it's maris maris woods maris woods <laughs> it's a thing now it's a thing now oh yeah maris woods, I, I used to have a weird ass bowl cut so it works bingo you just sailed the deal on we're, this one, literally, dude. I, we're literally comparing everyone to dragon ball you can't turn back the Kyle clock on this one shotgun farmer uh yeah. Maris Woods <laughs> and uh Reese just because it's too easy. Jice. Jice, mate. <laughs> Oi, I'm the best <laughs> member of the Ginyu Force. I got red skin and white hair. <laughs> so wait a minute, Leonard. Wait a minute. 
Not yet. Wait a minute. Not yet. Wait a minute. Anyways, who does will, that? Who does that make you? I don't worry. I got that for later. Um, I'll he's a para para brother. Later. He's but, a um, para para brother. Why? Wow, you want to insult the guy? Jesus. Because he dances. Oh, God, no. Limit dances instead of the para para. I am Belmod. I am Belmod. Anyways, uh, or Dispo, because you know why? Because they have black voice actors in the American dubs. <laughs> yes, and also another reason. Cause nigga, my name Disco. I'm fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's only uh, like the third or fourth M bomb in super dope history. So I'm glad you were part of it. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's a show. <laughs> but um, I do have, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm throw this in because uh, I do have a pop quiz for y'all for this one. Okay. Um, it's not really a pop quiz. It's just more of a, a, a question I thought that I think Kyle would definitely agree with and actually have a question upon. Um, so the first answer, uh, first thing's the answer. And um, I feel like Weiss is in that gray area where he's just like, I can do this, but I can't do this. So he's being very careful with how he, how he sort of approaches things. Because... Technically, if you look at how this sort of whole Dragon Ball Super thing happened, Beerus was eating some food at a planet, didn't like the way that they were treating him, didn't like the food. Boom. So Whis can technically go wherever and it's like, you know what, I can eat the food. I'll be fine. Yeah, I can I can train you guys for food. Wasn't there a question involved here? What's the question? Yes, but there is a gray area, and I I think that's the reason why he's not getting Miris, because he's like the older brother. He was teaching his little brother, like, okay, little brother, you're going to be the next favorite. Now, you need to make sure you do this. You need to make sure you do this. And the number one rule... Don't join the fucking space cops. Number one rule. Well, that's any given rule. Just don't join any cops. But, uh... Besides that, the other rule was just mainly don't interfere with human affairs. And Maris was kind of similar to that thin line because he kind of why was why, why was I going to say wise? He kind of was, and it was like just a little like gray area sort of situation where it's like there's a plot hole and I'm gonna find it. So I guess that did kind of answer your question to how Weiss is a lawyer. He finds the gray lines and the plot holes, and he's like, I'm gonna just sneak my way in. Yeah. But my question that Okay, I there it is, yep. For you guys, and it <laughs> okay. is considered... Are you sure you're not smoking weed over there? Like, what's your deal? You're fucking more <laughs> meandering than I am. <laughs> oh, I wish I was. Um, okay. But my question is, because it is technically last chapter, but it's also this chapter. Um, given that, uh, I forget his name, uh, Granola's Namekian friend. Namato, Namato, I'm not sure we're pronouncing it, but it's, maybe, I guess. I think it's Namato, M-A-I-T-O, N. It sounds like a naked tomato. Naked tomato, Namato. Naked tomato, Namato. Namato. Namato? Nama 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 nama. I always want to call him. I always want to call him. I fucking hate you guys. I always want to. 
my I always want to say Mutaito, which is the master of Master Roshi. Nomaito. Nomaito, right? Namato no, Uzumaki. With M at the beginning. With an M. Mo Naito. Correct. And then there's a Mutaito who trained Master Roshi and the Crane Master in regular All in the right. original Dragon Ball. And that's what my brain always wants to say is Mutaito, but it's Monaito. That's so fucking God right. damn, that's annoying. Anyway, um, how did we get here? What do we like about Monaito? Question. The question yeah. I was having. Oh Christ, so, this question has been had quite the buildup. So with this, um, because if you remember last chapter, he was like, "Oh man, if th this is my fault." I've, I've, I've. Yes, yes. Um, I can't so, believe I've led to the the boys, the boys' demise once again, or something like that. Right. Or, yes, something like that. So alluding question, that he did granola wrong back in the day, which is technically two questions. But the question one is, what led to granola's demise? First of all, the first thing that led to his demise, and the second thing is. Why do we see that? I mean, of course, that he didn't want him to use the dragon, the two Dragon Balls. But why is it that he feels this like sort of shame, depression type of feeling? So my first thought would be, and I don't know this for a fact, but when I read it, I kind of, you know, obviously caught that and thought to myself, what did this guy do wrong in the? In, the, in Granola's previous life that he feels he's, he's failed him on this scale. Um, I don't know if there's any evidence of it or whatever, but I could see a situation where it's like, just by creating the Dragon Balls, just like the same situation on Earth. Earth has a set of Dragon Balls, and it makes people come and try to find those Dragon Balls. Uh, people who are good or bad or otherwise, typically bad, I could see a situation where he made this set of two Dragon Balls and maybe it brought, that's what brought Frieza or the heaters, or I think they would have been the heaters, right? That's what brought the heaters there to clear the place out on the behalf of Frieza in the first place. And that's what, you know, led to the destruction of the planet so they could resell it to the Cerulean's or something. I, I, I don't know. What do you, do you have a, do you have an idea on what could be it, Leonard? Or are you you no, asking for our... throwing that question out because word I figured Leonard, everyone can um, answer. Sorry, Reese. Um, I think the answer to question number one, Leonard, is find out next time on Dragon Ball Super. Dickhead, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it might well, not I even reckon, be next I time. Reckon, um, It'll be several next times from now. I reckon it might be something like. Um, Granola's family maybe guarded the Dragon Balls and they got killed by Frieza or something like that. And that's what led to his demise of hatred. Yeah, the demise of hatred is strong with this one. That's my new fucking metal band name, Demise of Hatred. Like that, obviously, making Dragon Balls attracts those people, like you said, Carl. But entwining Granola with it, maybe his family guarded them. Maybe they were like guardians of the Dragon Balls or something like that. Security of the Dragon Balls. Who knows? But it's called demise. It's, it's called demise of hatred. We're a Christian metal band, and we only tour churches because we're trying to demise hate. You proud of yourself for that one, bud? <laughs> no, I think I'm. I, I literally, I I am the funniest fucking person in the world to me and me alone. Marcus, who do you got, man? What do you think? I forgot what the question was. The Mito, he's a dick, right? 
Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure. You know where we're going with uh, the the previous. I've brought demise to this to this guy again. I I would say that the Dragon Balls play a large part of it. I think he has a lot of guilt um, for creating those Dragon Balls, especially just the two of them, because those two Dragon Balls seem like they come with a caveat. Anytime they're used, there has to be something sacrificed. Um, now, I don't know if that's the case because we've only seen them used once uh, and there had to be some kind of a sacrifice given uh, because the wish that he was asking for was so strong. Um, he was the dragon wasn't strong enough to grant that without some kind of caveat. Maybe that caveat is inert. It is just inherently built into those dragon balls. Like there's always some kind of condition, like a monkey's paw kind of idea to, to right. the dragon balls. Like yeah, you'll get the wish granted, but like there's going to be some kind of negative repercussion against you, regardless of you know what the wish is. There will be something always, not just. It's not just a one-off thing for Granola because the the power far exceeds that of the dragon that Namito has in these Dragon Balls. It's that it's always that way when you make a, a wish on these Dragon Balls. That's an interesting idea. I like I could see that. Yeah, and and it could just be that the wish that that Granola actually asked for was just way out of the scope of that dragon, and so the dragon had to push something together. I think but, that's what we're supposed to believe, but that would be an interesting twist. Is like that's not the case. It's not that he doesn't have the power to do it. It's that a caveat of these Dragon Balls is you have to sacrifice something on to get something. You know? Yeah, and, and he only created two. Uh, we've seen the and they Dragon don't, Ball, and they don't turn to stone in between uses. Right. So traditionally, it's been seven balls, whether that be the Namekian, the Earth, or the Super. Um, that have to be gathered. And now we know that there are no consequences to those wishes. Uh, we haven't really seen any consequence outside of GT, but mm. um, maybe he created these as a way of uh, you know, creating the planet, making something some prosper or whatever, but he never finished it because of the guilt that he felt because the Dragon Balls that he did create have consequences. I like that. But wasn't the reason for those Dragon Balls were people that had done great things, obviously, and sacrificed so much in life. That's when they got to get that wish. That's why the dra- that's, uh, the conditions that he had on those Dragon Balls, they were for elite Namekians that have done great things. I don't recall that at all, no. Wasn't it when he was, when he was explaining the Dragon Balls and why they were used, and it was a ritual for warriors and things like that of the Namekian race? I think he was just describing like how the Namekians came to be like I think I remember that panel of being like some Namekians become like big ass crazy warriors and fighters, and other Namekians become like these I think they're regarded as dragon types or something, but I don't think they say that explicitly in those panels. But the the people the type of Namekians that are imbued with those types of powers to be able to make Dragon Balls, I, I don't remember it being a thing of them making it to celebrate heroes. I, if you can remember what you're talking about, I'd be curious to see it because that's the way I remember it. I don't remember what you're saying, man. No, I don't. I don't remember. Reese, you're wild. It's been a while. It has been a while. Been a I, was, while. I swear, I swear, it was something to do with like um, it was a ritual because fucking they'd done so much or something. I can't remember. I'll have to look through it again and watch chapter so it So if we're in chapter 71 this month, I think the panel that I'm talking about would have been in chapter 69, maybe. 
Maybe, maybe 69 or 68, but I think we got it in 69 because that's the, the episode that you and I talked about. It was that the one that we talked about. Okay. I'll have to check it out and figure out what, if, if what I'm thinking of is what you might be thinking of Reese. Cause if it isn't, then you're thinking of something else. I'd be curious to see if it's just something I don't remember. Um, um look. all right. We'll we'll wrap up this manga discussion for for Dragon Ball Super for seventy one. We're recording this on uh, Thursday night because I've got like a really weird week coming up. Uh, we're recording on April the twenty third, so this is gonna this will be up for for Patreon uh, much earlier than it will be for the public feed next week. But um, this is the eve of uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale. Like I'm probably gonna. Maybe take a nap after we wrap up recording, wake up and watch the finale immediately. I'm very excited. Uh, I assume all of us are watching it, right? Leonard and Marcus are nodding agreements and yes on the video. Reese is not on video. He's audio only. No, Reese, you're not watching I this shit? Watched it yet. What's your problem? No. Watching too much anime. Take a goddamn break, man. Take 40 minutes out of your fucking week to be up on what's going on in the comic book world and television. Television, comic book world. Maybe. Or not maybe. Did you watch WandaVision yet or no? Nah, I haven't even watched Mandalorian yet. I watched episode one. Do they not have Disney Plus where you live? Because I know they do. They do. I have it on my phone and on my tablet. Like I told you. I was almost ready to give you my fucking Disney Plus login information thinking that maybe you just didn't want to add a new subscription. I was almost ready to give that to you. You have it. (laughs) So I've just looked it up. It is the Dragon Balls began as part of a ritual to celebrate brave Namekian warriors. Okay, which chapter is that? 68? 69. Nice. So they... He talks about the beginning of making Dragon Balls to Granola. And, he's, yeah. and he mentions, to, like, I made these Dragon Balls. I know how to make these Dragon Balls. The origin of how Dragon Balls started to be made is because we made Dragon Balls in celebration and gave them to gifts as great Namekian warriors. To brave Namekian warriors. Okay. They're not made for Dragon Balls are not made for revenge. Huh. I mean, unless I'm getting revenge to get my dead friend back, that's kind of that's a special kind of revenge. That's a that's a pure hearted revenge. Um all right. I don't know if that'll, if anything, man, I could see that being a way to let them be like, there are many sets of ancient Dragon Balls scattered throughout the universes that, not that we didn't already kind of expect that. We're on like, what, our fucking sixth or seventh set of Dragon Balls now in the last 35 years? <laughs> um, but I, that, honestly, I now that, you've re- now that you've read that line back to me, I... I imagine if I would have heard that, or I, I imagine when I read that line, I thought to myself, because I obviously don't remember, um, I would have thought, like, yeah, there's probably a bunch of Dragon Balls out there, a bunch of sets of Dragon Balls out there in the universe. I don't know. Um, that's a long way to say, watch fucking Marvel. You have, did you even watch Mandalorian? Oh, my God. What's wrong with what's you? What's been... I've been watching too much I anime, been... mate. Yeah, I get it. Fuck off yeah. with that. You got a Disney. What, listen, dude, if you're paying eight bucks a month for a Disney Plus subscription, what have you been using that eight dollars a month for? Watching Disney. 
<laughs> Please tell me you're watching Moana every day. <laughs> no, you don't have kids. You don't have kids at home. You don't need to have. You don't need to have kids at home to watch kids movies. Man, kids movies are better than half the shit that gets put on TV on the fucking big screen nowadays. Anyway, Listen, you can always rely on Disney to make a great animated TV or movie that everyone can enjoy. Guaranteed, every single fucking time. Whereas the people bring out these stupid movies, and you, you are go, not paying eight dollars a month to watch Zootopia, you lying fuck. I can send you my fucking thing of what I've watched. <laughs> Bro, you know that Zootopia is one of the fucking primetime furry gateway movies, man. Like, you are going to be in a furry suit by 2025. Mark my fucking words. And guess what? There's an um, anime of that, too. And guess what? He's probably watching. <laughs> oh, no. Reese, you're in too um, deep, man. No, what's funny? Nemo and everything. <laughs> so, wait a minute. You're too busy to watch these other cool nerd shows because you're watching too much anime. Yeah, shows. And then... I'm watching movies. I'm watching movies and the TV shows I'm watching that are anime. So it's much more convenient for you to watch either a 20-minute anime episode, a two-hour movie, but not a 45-minute episode of television? Yeah, because I can smash out more episodes. Or you could smash anime. out more two-and-a-half-hour movies? I just put movies on when I'm like half asleep and I'm just like, eh. And one of those movies regularly is Finding Nemo. Probably. I fucking hate you so much right I now. Mean, Would you please mean. just... <laughs> Listen, the man likes what he likes. Get off his back, Kyle. Just fucking watch yeah. this nerd shit so I can talk to you about it, butthole. Okay, okay Kyle, Kyle, look. look yeah, if you watch Demon Slayer, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. And I second would. of all... I would. If you're good... <laughs> but... Would you? What's the problem with it? What's the problem with it? It's amazing. That's Where's the it? problem. Yeah. The problem is that you guys think it looks very pretty. Listen, okay, you know I, I, I'm kind of Team Kyle on Demon Slayer here. <sighs> I started Demon Slayer. I got about seven, eight episodes in. I'm struggling. I'm struggling, guys. I feel that, but that's that's me and Black Clover. Demon Slayer asks you to do to to um what I I said this to Reese. Oh, I think Japanese movie. Highest grossing anime movie, just saying. Like that's like that like that record's not broken every year, Reese. Come on. How long has Spirited Away held it for? Uh I don't know, like fucking eight years, and then it was broken the other day by fucking three other movies. No, by Demon Slayer. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. We're Marcus. we're just about to have the we just got released the, the English dubbed version now. Whereas when I went and saw it, it was all sub. Marcus, make your so point because I'm about to sit Reese down. Go ahead. No, nah, man. Listen, I'm all the way out on this conversation. You guys have at it. Okay. All I'm going to say is this just one thing. Kyle's just mad because he is farmer with a shotgun. Changed my mind. I can, oh, McKyle had a farm. I can change your mind. <laughs> I can change your mind. I've been this angry long before I was at this fucking farm and I but don't you know have a why? shotgun. But you want to know why? Why? Because the farm was always in you, and the shotgun was always there, just waiting. And you knew one day, and one day it will happen, some alien will come down to see you, and you will be scared. Will I shoot him with my shotgun? Yes. You'll be wearing your dungarees? 
and shooting him with your shotgun. I'll have a cigarette hanging out my mouth and a straw hat on in front of my Toyota truck. I thought the farm was always in Reese because Reese is watching Zootopia on repeat. No, Dude, no, no. That's a, that's, that's a zoo. It's not no, a farm. No, 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 no. That is the forest. <laughs> Dude, Reese, mark, mark my words, full fucking furry costume, him and Carlton hitting conventions together by 2025. No, nah, mate. No, nah, I, I don't get off on animals. Not yet. You're only in the beginning part of the fucking furry funnel, man. You've got to work your way down to the bottom. And you know what I mean by working your way down to the bottom, right? <laughs> it's a nah. furry animal dick is the bottom. <clears throat> or a furry animal bottle. All right. We've gone entirely too far. I'm not gonna well, rip up I'm not gonna rip up Demon Slayer for you guys. All right, because I don't want to do that to you because I see that you all get a lot of joy out of it, except Marcus, who's obviously a very level-headed individual. Um Oh, I'm gonna go watch Mortal Kombat this weekend too. Comes out tomorrow. I'm actually excited. I heard it's fun. It's already out here. Oh, cool! In, in cinemas, theaters. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in cinemas over here already. You want to thank Leonard for joining me on these manga reviews each and every month, except I think maybe last month, maybe we didn't. I don't know. Um, and it's then, been a while. It, I feel like it's been I think a minute. It's been a couple episodes, actually. Been a couple months. Yeah. Well. We need to get back on the whatever. Now that we're not doing super dope plus ultras on this feed, it'll be a little easier to maybe coordinate. But um want to say thank you to Leonard for joining me on these manga reviews each month. And thank you to Marcus and Reese for supporting us on the Patreon, jumping in on these conversations and sharing their thoughts. It's uh, never easy to schedule these things for a bunch of us. But when more than two or three of us can get together, I'm always so appreciative and have a blast. Uh, thank you guys. It's been great. Reese, uh, I miss you in Australia, mate. Hopefully one day I'll be able to visit your country without having to live in a mine shaft for 14 days first. Did we, what? No, I think we, I, I, no, we, we lost your microphone. Like we did at the beginning of recording recite. You're, you're a million miles away again. No, you're not a little bit better. I will be the Australian translator. Reese, go ahead and say whatever you need to say. Hello? There we go. Now you're back. I'm back. So anyways, I just said a very funny thing about about wanting to visit your country, but not wanting to quarantine for 14 days in a mineshaft, so respond. That's all right. A bit of hard work wouldn't hurt you. You just lock you in there for a bit. (laughs) A little bit of hard work would hurt me. Yeah, right. I'm there's, doing... there's plenty of fruit picking jobs to go over here. We've got no backpackers anymore. So they pay me anywhere between 30 and 35 bucks an hour. You know, I should just move to Australia, probably. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm tired of this place. We had a long pre show conversation, not only about like vaccines and COVID and stuff, but like Reese kind of walked us through what it's like to try to get a gun in Australia. And, uh, Holy shit, is it not only like a long, thorough process, but it's also seemingly based in common sense. It was amazing to hear about. I would I would jack off to the audio recording maybe later on after we disconnect from this call. So um gonna do it for super dope.
Uh, make sure you rate and subscribe yeah, I was waiting for a wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, uh, you know, if you like Dragon Ball, that's cool. So do I. Like, tell your friends about how much I like Dragon Ball and how much I make a podcast about it because I make a podcast a lot about it. Marcus, Leonard, Reese, love you all. Appreciate you. Super dope. Buying guns in Australia is hard. Nice. I was actually really hoping that you would say, I am now the shotgun uh, farmer with the shotgun. I am now farmer with the shotgun. Yeah, that's probably the, I guess that's the better one. God, I hate you guys. Now I got to have two endings at the end. Gosh. Woo. You are not paying $8 a month to watch Zootopia, you lying fuck.